Aloha, ladies and gentlemen. This is Q the Abolitionist. And hey, I'm Crypto Red- Gumbo. How you doing? I messed that up. Never mind. Yeah, we're good, man. This is uh, Unshackled Liberty. We, we screw everything up. It doesn't matter. So anyway, hey, so we just had an amazing conversation with Lindsay Neural um, on, on homeschooling. And she's, she's a, a writer and uh, just a business owner and a mom of six. And she's just an amazing person to talk to about homeschooling. And let me tell you, um, I had a lot of questions. I got some answers. And uh, what do you think, Gumbo? How, how'd that Lindsay go? Neural. Lindsay Neural is the girl. She's, she's doing it. I like she's, it, man. She's, she's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's, she's really good. And, yeah. and I, I, I will be going back to talk to her about the, some of the curriculum, the homeschooling thing, because, you know, as everyone knows, those who listen, I have little ones that have twins. They're going to yeah. be four soon. So this, this stuff is like super important to me, especially the, 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 uh, don't want to really send my kids to public school who would, yeah, man. but I know. <laughs> so no, it's great. I thought this was a really good episode, a really good conversation. And um, man, I don't know, dude, now's the time. If you're going to ever do homeschool, I mean, look at the world around you. Now is the time it's time to do it. And uh, yeah. you know, maybe not everybody can, I get it, but if you have the means and the ability to uh, pull the, pull the, I guess I don't say pull the trigger when I'm talking about school. That sounds bad, but um, you know, but like, you know, we have the means and the ability to execute this maneuver. Do it, man. It's time. Look around you. Yeah. The state is trying to steal your kids. They all are, you know, that. So the state wants your kids to hate you. Yeah, dude, they do. So, um, and by the way, please never do another episode with me with your shirt off. Well, I never wear my pants. You know that. Well, I'm fine with that. Just the shirt off thing. Yeah, I'm a little fuzzy. You're right. I'm a little fuzzy. So anyway, anyway, Lindsay Neural, what a yeah. show! She- <laughs> without, without, without further ado, here's Lindsay Neural. What do you think? Is that good? Just let it ride. Why not? Okay, hey, welcome to Unshackled Liberty. We're uh, we're joined with, or we have Lindsay Neural joining us uh, today, and we're going to talk a little bit about something. We're going to talk about something different today. We're going to be talking about homeschool. And uh, Lindsay, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and and uh, what makes you an expert in this topic? Sure. Well, uh, I am a mom to six, uh, ages Ooh. just graduated from college, all the way down to my seven year old. Um, We've always homeschooled all the way throughout, uh, even though my husband and I were both public schooled. And so we've never like been in the system in that way. Um, And we were the only family in our community for many, many, many years that homeschooled. So we were kind of feeling it out. You're one of those weird homeschool families. You're a weird homeschool family. Yeah. 
Okay. But well, good be- for you. Yeah. So because of my work, um, I travel a lot. And so we just, we, we found it worked really well with our values and, and kind of what we wanted to achieve as a family. And then uh, I had a book come out earlier this year. So that was kind of pandemic response, right? A lot of families going, uh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And we thought, hey, let's hit as many people as we can with some of these stories from different families that I interviewed, um, as well as just kind of telling what worked for me and what didn't. So very interesting. Very cool. What's the name of your book? Uh, homeschool hacks, how to give your kid a great education without losing your job or your mind. Okay. We're going to give you at the end of this, we're going to give you a chance to plug, to plug it again and, and to get, and to let us know where we can find it and, and all that stuff. But, uh, man, that's cool. So that's cool. So why, why did you choose homeschool? Why did you choose that? Uh, well, I didn't finish college, but I started school to be an educator. Um, and my husband actually got two degrees and went most of the way through the teaching education and just decided it wasn't for him. Um, as we started to raise our children up to school age, we weren't finding a school that really felt like home that kind of matched how we wanted to do things. You know, we both were working, working weird schedules, um, two parent working home, but like opposite shifts so that we didn't have to do the daycare thing. Okay, and we just, hard. we, yeah. we found like, we felt like outsiders all the time. We thought, you know, instead of trying to like fit into the system, like let's make our own. And so that's kind of, it wasn't really a response to anything we hated or anything we loved. We just were like, let's try this, um, see how it goes. And then we just never stopped. We're, we're trying homeschooling at the abolitionist house too, for the first time ever. Um, so we're really excited that, you know, uh, the listeners will know this already, uh, but, you know, we talked a little bit earlier, but I've got a, uh, a college junior. No, sorry. Screwed that up. A college sophomore. She's off. She's off to school on her own. She goes to a little Baptist college out out in uh, Southern California here. And uh, I've got a, a high school junior who is, um, you know, she's my 16 year old daughter, almost 17. We'll be 17 in a little bit. And then, uh, and then I've got a 10 year old boy who's a fifth grader and we had them private school educated. We had them in a Christian school in Hawaii when we were in Hawaii, um, just for the values, you know, just cause we're a Christian family. And, and, uh, I remember vividly my wife I'll give you guys a little story, I guess, uh, my wife and I, uh, had talked about what we were going to do with, uh, school. And, you know, we were stationed in Hawaii. I was in the Navy at the time and, um, I was deployed. So all this is kind of over email. Right. And, and my wife, (laughs) yeah, it was weird. It was weird. You know, she would send, you know, we would send an email and it would like come, it would like show up three days later or whatever. And you almost had to like, we got, well, this is another topic altogether, but we, we ended up (laughs) numbering our letters and emails. So, because they would show up out of order. Right. So that we would know, okay, this is, this is email number one, this is email number five. There's a bunch of these in the middle that we haven't shown up yet. Right. So um, if it's anyway, sync, don't read it. Yeah. So, so when we, when we, uh, when my oldest was five years old, uh, she was about to start kindergarten and, and my wife had taken her to the local public school, um, and had, you know, gone through the whole process of registering her and was learning, uh, where her classroom was going to be and learning who her teachers were going to be, or her, her teacher was going to be. And, and she had just this real, like uneasy feeling you know, public school, I'm public school educated, you know, like you, you know, and uh, it just didn't occur to me that I wasn't going to send them to a public school, you know, at this point, right. Um, But 
she had a real uneasy feeling. In fact, she was crying and she in, in an email said, please, we've got to figure this out. We cannot send our little girl to this school. And, um, and that was in Hawaii. And, and now we look back on it, we go, okay, that was the Holy Spirit. I know that's who it was because, you know, we, we wouldn't, you know, I'm firmly convinced now, and there's going to be people who, who think I'm like a, like a conspiracy theorist or whatever. And maybe, maybe I am, but whatever, you know, I mean, look around, look, I mean, the conspiracy, yeah. theor- the conspiracy <laughs> theorists, they're, they're, they're the ones that are right. right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they look around. So maybe I am a conspiracy theorist and you're welcome. Right. So, um, but uh, so my, I, I'm convinced the state is trying to steal our kids convinced. Um, I'm convinced they're trying to change uh, the way we raise them to shame us in, in trying, you know, as we try to raise wholesome Christian families uh, I'm, I'm convinced the state wants to replace mom and dad uh, with the state, right? Um, and that's now. I didn't feel that way then, right? Uh, but I know the Holy Spirit moved in my wife to, to, to say, we've got to figure some out. So we found a Christian school that was actually affiliated with our church at the time and, have, and was able to send my oldest, then my second, and then my third. And we were able to do that. And God showed, God gave us the means each step of the way. You know, it wasn't like, like it was an all at once, you know, so, but now here we are in California and we said, you know what, we got one out of the nest. Let's, uh, let's try to homeschool these two. So we're really excited. I'm really happy to have you on. That was kind of a long, (laughs) I guess, a long, a long story for this, you know, but I'm really excited. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about why homeschool, why is this, uh, why, you know, because I've, I've, I've never done it before and my kids are old. They're not, they're not babies like gumbo. You know. So. <laughs> well, are you uh, are you asking me why? Yes, you, why? Why, okay. are you, why? Why homeschool? I know well, why I want to homeschool because my I reason, state, but I don't know what your reasons are. Right, my reasons even three years ago were like um, really personal. I think like a lot of people just didn't feel right in the gut to do the other way. Plus, we're in a really rural area where there's one school. Um, if you want to take something like an AP course they don't offer that. So, um, you get what you get and you don't have a fit. And to me, as somebody who runs my own business has always been like, if I don't see the job I want, I'm going to make the job I want. That was not appropriate answer for me. Um, but I think now the, the reason to homeschool is one, why not? There's little to no risk. You cannot do worse than many of the schools I'm seeing that are either already in quarantine and it's been like two days or no virtual option um, or just kids are too scared to go or too scared not to go. I mean, there's just this, this environment that I just don't know how anybody can learn. But I think the other thing is parents are already doing so much of the work. Um, Mm. I'm watching what happened during remote school. I've seen some school districts do this really weird thing now where they're calling it parent led Um, parents are responsible for the outcomes parents do all the teaching, but you're still enrolled in public school and they'll still get the credit for the taxes. Wow. And, this, and, they, this and they blows still, my mind. Yeah. That's and it's crazy. Still, they, they still get the tax credit for your kid. They still get the, uh, you know, they still get to, you know, bully you with the curriculum. You will teach this or else. Right. So it's all kind of, yeah, man. So none of the perks, uh, the freedom, the flexibility, the ability to get to know your child and tailor it and, you know, don't do school if grandma's sick in the hospital um, and you want to spend the last couple of days with her and not do math. I mean, there's just so many benefits 
but if you're, if you're doing public school, you know, I keep asking people who say, oh, I'm going to cry. I don't want to send my kid. Oh, I'm crying. My kid doesn't want to go. They're crying. Everyone's crying. And I'm thinking, good grief. Don't go. Um, it's yeah. not like you can't. And yeah. also what's the worst that's going to happen. The numbers we're seeing coming out of the government's own numbers. Yeah. Um, is that like one in three kids just don't get an education. Yeah. So if you have three kids at home um, and you don't teach one of those kids, you're on par. Um, yeah. we're, we're... <laughs> I got three kids. Maybe I'll just take the boy and we'll Which just, one? Yeah. just, yeah, with the boy, cause the girls are, you know, the, the, the girl's almost done. So we'll yeah. just put the boy in like, uh, just go teach him trapping or something yeah, in the we'll woods. Just, you know? Yeah. We'll just take him out to the woods and give him a loincloth and be like, here's your stick, buddy. Go to work. You but know? that's a heck of an education. I can't yeah. complain about that. Yeah. That'd be something, yeah, yeah. right? Uh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, that'd be good. And uh, it's interesting because you're right. So reflecting on some of my own experiences in uh, 2020. So my oldest is a is a 2020 high school grad. So she's one of the kids that kind of got the shaft, uh, you know, uh, metaphorically, of course, with, um, you know, the end of her se- yeah, the end of oh. her senior year, you know, the first half was fine. But, you know, second half of the senior year, that's when all the fun stuff is. Right. And that just that just, it just didn't happen. They, they killed it. Right. So she ended up, you know, functionally that whole second half of the school year for us, she was already homeschooling anyway. It was all virtual. It was similar to this. We were on zoom, you know, and, uh, and we were involved. And I mean, thank God for my, for my kids school. I know we didn't have a lot of the same horror stories that, that some of the publicly educated families, uh, had where teachers didn't want parents listening. They didn't want parents involved in the room. And so, okay, what are you trying to hide? Um, you know, my, my kid's school was, like I said, we were, we were blessed with a really good Christian school, Christian education for my kids when we were in Hawaii. Um, but yeah, we were functionally homeschooling with the assistance of the school and the faculty and the staff and the teachers, of course, um, who, who had, whose job was not made easier because of this. I'll tell you that right now. Cause I know we knew these teachers like on a really close personal level, these, we went to church with these people, right? These were uh, extended family members. We did Thanksgiving and Christmas with them. You know, they, these were close knit and which is why I think it was such a good school is because it was so close to the home already, you know? Um, and of course, you know, God was involved. So that makes it, makes it even better, but uh, we were doing it and that's what kind of got the wheels turning. So then, school year 2020, 2021 comes back, they go back to class, but I'm thinking to myself, we could do this homeschool thing. That whole school, this whole last school year, we could do this homeschool thing. You know, I got one kid in college and I got two more in school. And, and uh, then we moved to, you know, moved here to California and decided to do it, give it a rip, you know, but yeah, you're right there. Why not? You're already doing it. You know, when, when they're already doing these remote classes and uh, like you had said, uh, te- you know, parent-led classes and um, whatnot, they're already kind of doing it. Well, if know, 2020 so. and 2021 doesn't give you a reason to, you know, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. And, and I think the thing too is that you got the worst of homeschool. I mean, th- we've been homeschooling our whole lives and we're going, this sucks. This is not yeah. homeschool, right? Because yeah. the zoo's closed and the parks are closed and there's no birthday party. Um, homeschoolers have things like homeschool prom and homeschool volleyball and homeschool. And none of that was happening. And so our kids are going, wait a minute, I got to sit home in front of a computer. This sucks. And I said, this is kind of like what it's like being in public school guys, like, you know, for eight out, you know, some of them are better than others, but if we cut art and we cut music and we cut PE and we cut some of the things that are being cut in some of these schools and you're, you're stuck at your desk, this is what it felt like 
you know, for a lot of kids growing up. And I think people are running out of excuses for why homeschool is a bad idea. Um, I hear the same three things and I want to know who was handing out these note cards with the same three things on them. It's they're going to be socially awkward, which I don't even know why we say this. Who, who, who still believes this? I don't know. I was socially awkward. I was in public school. So that's definitely (laughs) not a, not an excuse. The other thing is, is that the parents aren't qualified and uh, I don't teach my kids. Well, and even then you're, if the parents are, parents aren't qualified, they were educated in the public school system. I mean, if the parents aren't qualified, (laughs) there was the school system to let them down. Right. Like I I'm, I'm of the belief who's, who could possibly be more qualified than, than, than the people who know my children better, you know, no one knows my children better than me and my wife. Right. There's nobody on earth more qualified to teach them what they need, how, you know, we know how they learn. We know, you know, and, and we've had great teachers. We've had great teachers in our, in our, you know, I say this over and over again, because I know that some of the, some of my friends who are teachers at the school that my kids went to in Hawaii are listening. There are some great teachers at that school and uh, very close friends. And I know there are some good teachers out there. My brother is a, is an educator and I know, I know my brother very well. Obviously, he's my brother, uh, and I know I've never been in his classroom. I've never seen him teach, but I know my brother, and I know he's an amazing teacher. You know, I just know his personality and how he is with kids and, and whatnot. And he's great. So there are good ones out there, but you're right. I mean, definitely. You know, but- and the thing with home homeschooling is you don't have to t- pull from the public school to yeah. add to the homeschool. That's not what we're doing here. Um, and as a matter of fact, like I explained, the question I get all the time is you work, you run a full-time business. How do you teach your kids? Um, I don't, I mean, there are a few subjects because I'm a writer. I teach my kids writing. Mm. Um, uh, but by and large, they're doing, um, co-ops they're, they're having tutors. You know, my son takes art online from a light live art instructor that's in, on the East coast that someone that interested him. Um, they're doing speech and debate from real speech and debate coaches. I don't know the first thing about that. My job is more of a facilitator, um, to make sure that we can bridge the gap between what I think my kids need and what I think they would be great at and the people that can give them that. I don't, I don't need to teach everything. This isn't about control or making sure that, you know, I do all the things because I I just can't, I, I don't want to. And, and a lot of parents work. Yeah. So do you think that there's like this, uh, I guess, awakening is a, might be a bad way to put it, but it's almost as if everything around us has fallen apart and school just sticks out. Like, because I was a horrible student in school. Like I didn't do well at all. I didn't learn anything. I did really good in college after the Navy, after I grew up, you know, but like, as I was taught how, how, how to be in school. In that little town in Louisiana, you know what I mean? I didn't do, I didn't do well. I didn't fit in. I was awkward. Uh, I was one of the outcasts and I barely graduated. Like I was held back twice. You know what I mean? So it was real, a real rough time, which probably helped uh, develop my character going forward in life. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm just you were, you were held back twice. Yeah. 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 So, so That's I was supposed to graduate stick, high school. I'm going to bring that up every time. Do, now. do it, bro. Do it. <laughs> But, but, but I was, um, I was supposed to graduate in 1998 and I didn't graduate from high school until 2000. And of all, uh, grades that I was held back in, it was kindergarten and first grade. And there's many oh, reasons for that, but, I was, but oh, hey, okay. hey. I so, thought you were held back like in high school. 
twice. Here's the thing. I thought that would have been awesome. That would have been that, that's different. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. If you would have been homeschooled, we would have done what we do with sports. We would have redshirted you, right? So one cool thing coming out of homeschool is who says when your kid has to graduate? Like if this year there's no colleges open or this year no one's doing ACTs or this year, um, you know, kids are all learning from home. Who says you have to graduate this year? I've seen a lot of homeschoolers say, why can't we just add an extra year of homeschool on? My kid is a little bit older for boys, especially. Do you want a 17 year old? I don't want a 17 year old boy going off into the dorms. No, um, no good. It can come yeah, from well. that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, give them right. some yeah. time. Um, my kids are a little older and they get to be leaders in their groups and they get to be a little more mature and a little more self-assured. Um, it's never a bad thing. Um, who said we have to like make the kids do this many years and kick them out as soon as we can and send them out to the world as awkward and unprepared as possible. That's another beautiful thing about homeschooling. That's, great. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great way to look at it because I wish my parents would have known something about that way back when. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're right. You, you know, hitting on that, you were talking about being socially awkward or, or uh, homeschool kids being socially awkward. I I'm reminded of, I don't have the stats in front of me, but most people um, are like exposed to more violence in the public education system than they are at any other time in their life. Right. And if you think about that, I don't know, I don't, Gumbo, I don't know what your upbringing was, but I got into like, I want, I'm not one of these guys. I've, you know, I'm not one of these tough guys. It's always, you know, like a tough guy, right? Like, but I got into fights all the time in high school. And I mean, these were fights. I was like mashing faces into like the ground and like kicking people and, and like, and get, and, and getting kicked and getting mashed and like, and just being a, like, just a horribly violent experience. And I did that probably would get in fights probably three times a year, you know, like a big, a big slug fest. Yeah. Just like a big, just like a, you know, just like some guy looked at my girlfriend funny. And so I'm, so I smacked him. Right. And then, and then it was on. Right. And then, and that was me adjusting to the environment. Right. Or maybe I didn't start it. Maybe I was, you know, the the one that got attacked, but either way I was, I've been exposed to more violence in my high school career, like, you know, in the four years that I was in high school, uh, than, than I have been in my entire adult life, you know? And so it's like, do you, do you want your kids going through that? And I certainly don't like, I would rather my kids never, I mean, I have my son, he's in jujitsu and, 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 and karate and stuff like that. And he does, you know, it's sanctioned martial arts. It's a little bit different than a, than a, than a fight in the hall, you know, at a, at a, at a high school. So, you, you know, who's, who's socially awkward, who's socially uh, maladjusted. Well, you know? take, take that one step further. Okay. We're talking about kids. Yeah. And a lot of times you tell the story of the kids that are getting bullied or let's talk about like sexual assault or, mm. um, you know, unwanted touching between people. And, and you kind of go, oh, that's the, oh, that's the high school experience or whatever, you know, movies are made out about it, but take that same situation and put it in the modern workplace yeah. after the Me Too movement. Yeah, oh is yeah. it okay for some guy to just nope. come up and grab your parts? Is it okay nope. to just well, sucker punch some kid in the face? We would never allow that in a workplace between adults, but somehow with little children who have really no one to defend them, we're like, it's just part of the experience. Yeah. To me, that's boys insane. will be boys. That's like yeah, the worst thing, bizarre. right? Yeah. That, yeah. Not in my house anyway. That's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I mean, and you know, and, and with that statement, boys will be boys. There's like uh 
there's some stuff. Okay. Yeah. My, my son is a little more rough and tumble than my daughter's. And I think that's probably, you know, normal of course, but uh, you know, respecting somebody else's personal space, right. you know, their bodily autonomy, you know, that's uh, you know, that doesn't happen much in, in, in the public education system. You know, kids are always being touched by other kids in inappropriate ways. And, 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 and unfortunately, in some cases, the adults too, right? There's probably yeah. been a large increase in that in uh, modern times. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was not, it's not quite the same as when, in the 80s whenever I was in elementary school compared to now, kids in elementary school. You know, it's a different world. So, yeah, it's interesting. You have to think about, you know, that statement you said they'll be though they they won't be well adjusted, and uh, I just I look at all the things out there in the in the public education system. It's like you know there's a lot of things that that make make people you know maladjusted in the public education system in these government schools. You know, so yeah, being taught at home is not going to make somebody maladjusted. You know, well, and you're not awkward. home. Yeah, you're not home that much. That's the other thing. It's like homeschool. I I almost wish we could come up with a different term. Yeah. Um, because oh, you ask any of these moms or dads that are driving their kids to the regional softball and the the cooking classes and the this and the, I mean, who's ever home? I think the pandemic was the most we've ever been home, and we were losing our minds. We're just like, can we go kayaking or pick apples or do something? Like we can't. This is making me crazy. Um, we're not home that often. Yeah, you do a couple courses at home and you always have maybe those families who just really like to be at home. Yeah. Um, but the activities and the opportunities, you know, most high schoolers in, in homeschool are employed somewhere or doing volunteer work or job shadowing. Um, they're not home that much. Uh, but because the school takes so little time because it's so efficient, they have time to pursue hobbies, um, learn more languages, do more arts and, and STEM and 3D printing or whatever they want to do. And that doesn't have to take place in the home. And it rarely does because it's expensive. Yeah. 3D yeah. printing. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. But um, so here, here's here's where I'm at. So my, my wife is super excited about this episode, by the way. I tried to pull her in and get her on it. But she's busy <laughs> with the kids. But but um, so I have uh, my, my twins are going to be four years old in two weeks, right? And I am absolutely terrified of the whole school thing. And, and I'm a Christian, you know, I used to go to the same church as Q and uh, um, he, he moved to California. I moved to Florida, you know, and um, so we're at that point, almost time for them to go to school. And of course, I want them to go to Christian establishments and Christian schools and preschools and daycares and all that stuff. And but I'm just so terrified because my upbringing, the way things were back in the day, as compared to today, it, it's, I used to go play outside all day, no problem, no questions asked on dirt roads in the woods. There was no problem. I, I could just be gone all day with my friends, and depending on where you're at in this fine nation these days. That's not so, it's not so much anymore. You know, I, I will not let my kids out of my, you know, out of, out of my eyesight because I'm just terrified of, of something. And then you put school on top of that and it's about to happen. So please give me some advice and put me in the right direction because I am terrified. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> sure. Well, unfortunately, I can't tell you what to do, but I can oh. tell you. Yeah, what, recommends. Right. Something. What but not just to do. Tell him, just tell them what to do. <laughs> it's so much easier. He just well, does it. <laughs> I've been saying it. <laughs> He's right. 
<laughs> the thing is, you're not, I drop my kids off to a camp of people I trust or a, a youth group activity of people I trust. And I still freak out a little, right? Because there's always, you're an adult, you've seen things, you know, mm-hmm. how things can go wrong. We actually just had lightning strike um, our house today, right before I came here, my husband was trying to like stop some smoke coming out of like our <laughs> fuse oh, box. Man. I, there was nothing I could have done to prevent that's not, that. Um, that's not normal. And that's scary. <laughs> well, we live by a lot of big trees. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty scary, weird thing, but um, there wasn't anything I could have done to prevent that. And so sure, with your sure. children, there's going to be things you can't prevent, but what you can prevent is how your family responds to it, right? How your family reacts to it, how you equip your children to react mm. and respond to it. And so you minimize the risk as much as reasonable. For some people that may be taking them out of school. But the important thing is, is that you don't shy away from telling them here, this is going to happen at some point mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want you to do. And this is what you need to remember and keep telling them and keep telling them because homeschooling isn't um, protecting them in a little bubble. Uh, I've seen that kids go to college. They go crazy wild, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they, it's, like, or it's, they like, it's like rum springing. Yeah. You know, with the, uh, with the Amish, they just go nuts for a year. Or you know what I mean? <laughs> and they're ruined forever. Yeah. A small, a small fraction of them make it out. So you, you got to just say, Hey, look, there's stuff on the internet. You shouldn't be watching. You're going to come across it, whether you mean to or not, what are we going to do about that? Or you're going to meet someone from a great family with great upbringing that we really trust. And they're going to take you and try to get you to do something, you know, you shouldn't do that sort of learning has to happen no matter if they're in at home or in school. And that's almost more valuable. Now, as far as the homeschool thing, um, I think you're just in such an amazing time right now, because not only are your kids going to be able to find peers that may not even be the same age, because peer group is kind of a weird thing we do in public school that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world, um, where you just hang out with people that were born within the same 18 months, or I guess in your case, two years, if you're held back two and a half years, (laughs) however that works, right? (laughs) You probably got more experience. He was 20 when he graduated high school. Yeah, yeah, I was. (laughs) <laughs> the real world doesn't look like uh, public school by and large. And so yeah. you will get to like you found your church, right? You will find groups um, in homeschool that will be like your church. They might be people from your church or you meet them through a hobby and you find out you value the same things and you mm-hmm. kind of raise your kids the same way and you get a little bit like, okay, I trust you. We can get the kids together to like yeah, do a thing. And you, you do that like you do with your church where you just you get to where like, Hey, maybe I'd even let my kid like stay over or do a camp out or whatever you get to that point, but it's on the terms that work for you and that work for your child. It's not someone coming in and going, all right, your kid's five. Now we take it from here and we will let you know if we need anything from you. I think most parents feel really weird about that and they should, because that's not what we've been doing up until five. And I don't, I don't think it sits well with us because it's, not natural in my, in my way, how I raise my children. Yeah. Yeah. So, so me and my wife are super interested in homeschooling and if we could really, uh, we could really go somewhere with it for our children's sake, if we do it the right way, because like I said, they're going to be four and out the gate, they're going to be, you know, in that environment or that sort of upbringing. And we're very interested in it. And I just can't fathom sending my kids to public school. That won't happen. 
I just did, we'll, we'll I just did the out. math. I just did some math, right? Ready for some math? So the average school year is 180 days, right? Okay. The average right. the average school day is six hours, right? Okay. The average kid goes to school from kindergarten to 12th grade. That's 13 years. That's 14,040 hours. Of indoctrination. 14,000. Yeah, 14,040 hours. And you're, and you're starting at five. And you're dropping them off with who could basically somebody who's basically a stranger, right? And uh, you don't really know what's going on there. You know, you, why do we think that the schools are safe places? I don't know. You know, you you, you know, um, and for you know, fourteen thousand and forty of their most impressionable hours, we have them in the hands of complete strangers. Yeah, that's crazy to me, man. Like it is crazy. Like it if is. you were to, if you were to say that about anything else other than school, we would go, "That's insane." We would all agree that that is crazy, but because it's school and we're so indoctrinated that we're just going to turn them over to these people we don't know for six hours a day for 13 years. We're like, yeah, it's cool. These lovely educators yeah, that have our cool. children's and, best interest. And again, I'm going to repeat what I said before. I know plenty of amazing educators, but I don't know all the educators, you know, well, and- And that's the thing. I mean, I think we all have a story, right, of where our education kind of went sideways because of a teacher, right? So I had wonderful, amazing teachers growing up um, in hindsight, Um, but there were one or two that were just bad enough that they derailed me from what I think could have been my potential, Um, made me insecure or feel like I wasn't, you know, borderline, what we would say abusive in ways now. Let's name them and blame them right here. Let's do it. (laughs) Who are they? I want to know their addresses and phone numbers. We're going to get this. We're going to get everybody off. Let's do it right now. So what, what is your risk? What, like, I mean, it's like, I had great teachers, but it's like anything else, like a boyfriend. How many times have you're as a kid, do you want your kids heartbroken before you just go, Hey, maybe dating it. 14, 15 just isn't a good idea. Like you have to look at things and say, is it worth all this risk at this age? And when our kids are shaping their, who they're going to be, like this is important to get right. Any You're parent, laughing at me. And you know, I'll just say that topic, right? Like is any parent that's ever been 14 or 15 years old, right? Like I, you know, I think most of us have been 14 or 15 years old, right? Uh, it's a horrible idea to, to let your kids date at 14 or 15 years old. It's yeah. a terror. I've got a 19 year old daughter. It fright. It scares the heck out of me that she's talking to boys right now. Right. Like that's, that scares me because I know what it was like to be a 19 year old boy. You know, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just, is a terrible thing. You should never let your children date. You should arrange their marriages and you should send them out of the house, you know, like totally committed to another, another human being and okay, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready for a relationship your, until i was in my spouse. early 30s yeah this is your, i got married at 20 my wife was my wife was 19 so we were kids we grew up together basically but i'm telling you i look back on this and i go and i don't see how she puts up with you dude i'm terrible she's amazing <laughs> it's 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 i i just i i don't know either but uh yeah, yeah, she is a godsend. There's no doubt about she's it. She's a saint. She's a saint. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. She, I know God put her in my life for a reason. Because could you imagine, Gumbo, could you imagine, you've known me for a number of years. Yeah. What I would be like without her. You wouldn't be here, man. I'd be off be the rails. Six feet under. I'd be off be the rails. Six feet under. It, it would be, it'd be nuts. <laughs> she, she keeps me grounded 100%, right? And, you know, I'm a Christian and, and, and everything, and, and I point to Christ as my Savior. I know this. But I'm telling you. But we're still dumb guys. It's my wife. 
that has kept me alive all this time because I remember what I was like in my 20s and I was an absolute idiot. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be alive. And, and I'd be I'm still kind of an idiot. You know? Yeah. But uh, sorry to hijack this whole this whole topic, but you're you're uh, it's part of it. It's you're absolutely it. right. Absolutely. Children should never date ever. You should just send them out married. We should arrange the marriages. I think that's the best. That's the, that's what did we lose? Why did we stop doing that? That's, you know, that was the best thing we could be doing right now. In my opinion. Sorry. Sorry, Lindsay. No, that's okay. I, you must have good parents. See, the thing is, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the, the, it'd be interesting. I don't know right now with COVID uh, kids aren't really dating as much anyway. So maybe they need, maybe Amen. Need to start Hallelujah. Like a dating service. That what? No, what? We just for, said we shouldn't be doing that. For grown-ups, okay, okay. match, you could match make. Okay. All right. So yeah, we'll call it arrangedmarriages.com. And we can, you know, we can start doing that right now. In fact, I, I, I don't know if their domain is available, but if I want it, I'm going to go buy it. I have the app where you slide to the left or right, you know, <laughs> the, the one with the cold sore, hard left, you know. We were, so we were at church last night and we actually were doing something funny. So uh, we had a, I'm sorry, we're doing another, another another side, another, uh, tangent. Right. But, uh, my wife and I are talking to another, another married couple who with older kids and, uh, and their son is, was off in college. And my daughter is off in college and college age. And we literally were showing each other pictures. Like, um, maybe when they come back on vacation, we should introduce them to each other. Right. Like this was, you know, like we were trying to do the matchmaker thing, and, right? And there, if they sure. ever hear this, and, they're going to be like, ew. Well, I don't know if my oldest even listens to this they podcast. Don't. She, they yeah. don't listen. <laughs> I will tell you that right now. No one wants to hear their parent on a podcast. I can tell you that from experience. <laughs> so we're safe. So we're yep. safe. But we were trying to we were trying to play matchmaker last night, actually, at church. So, you know, it's, it's uh, and, I, and I'm convinced that that's, you know, I know that's unpopular. And, and it's far from probably not a very libertarian position. Uh, but I'm like, dude, I, I would, I would set my daughters up right now, right now, even my 17 year old, let's get her married, get her off my insurance. Let's do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, sorry. Total, total. Hey, that, that's what happens. Why, when why are we doing this? Doom buggy. I thought we were talking about homeschool. Are we talking about arranged marriages? I'm sorry. Yeah. I oh, read this got, was a variety show. Yeah. You got so, something on your mind there, Q? Yeah. <laughs> All the time. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. But uh, more, more from you. So let's. Uh, what, what do you got? What else you got for homeschooling? Why, why should we do more of this? Well, I, you I'm know, I'm putting I think, you on the spot. Sorry. Th- well, no, things could turn around. I think people kind of are holding out. Like we're in this weird place right now, where we're living our lives according to this really strange news cycle, mm-hmm. and we're making decisions based on what we think might happen on this news cycle, right? Do I, do I quit my job? Cause this might happen. Or do I do this? Cause my state might set these requirements in place. Mm. Like we're kind of waiting as like a non-active participant in our future to be told what mm. we can and can't do. Yeah. Right. And I feel like homeschooling is the one area again, where we do not need permission, um, mm. to do some things that give us more, um, autonomy and also can like bring the values of our family back into it. So you guys are Christians. I'm a person of faith as well. I know a lot of people who do not care one iota about a higher power, about God. They're not Christian, whatever. And they're loving homeschooling because yeah. maybe their values are that they want to be good stewards of, you know, the world around them, or, yeah. or they want to volunteer or they want to, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be 
even be a thing certain segment does of society. It's just saying we're kind of tired of waiting. We're kind of tired of like teachers unions figuring out what they want to do and the school district voting on what they want to do. And it's cool to be involved in, in politics and do the things so that you're making sure your voice is heard. But while things are getting straightened out, if they at all get straightened out, your kids are growing up. And so I've watched people now two, two and a yeah, half years waiting for their kid to have this experience that they fondly remember. I don't necessarily, but a lot of people fondly remember school and they want that for their children and it may not happen. So I'm always like, what is it going to take? Do you have a timeline? Do you have a deadline? Is there a a place where you draw the line and say, my kid's been through three years of this. This isn't going to be school as usual. Should we try something else? Can I ask you this? Um, So let's say you were kind of in my shoes. But from your perspective, you had two little ones that is just about to be able to go to school or homeschool or how walk me through what you would do. Well, you said they just turned four. They're going to turn four in two weeks. Yeah. So they're babies. They they're are babies. babies. They're baby, little tiny babies. The best thing they can do is the things probably they're already doing if they have parents at home who are involved. Right. You, you told me you kind of take turns playing the role of being there whenever they need to. Um, the things kids naturally do at that age is often just get out of their way, right? So make sure they have the open-ended toys that they probably already have, the Duplos and the big chunky crayons and the musical instruments and some good books that you read to mm-hmm. them every single day. If they show a curiosity towards something, you feed that, you give them what they naturally crave and you stay out of their way you Mm. can do like a preschool curriculum um but if your kid's doing worksheets at four that's another thing that could make them hate school they already do the things that kids do to learn and grow at that age and like i said give them what they crave and then stay out of the way um because until about six or seven and some people say for boys it's even later the boys are dumb brain... until they're 25 yeah <laughs> well, I mean, the brain just... dude yeah. the, come on we're monkey the reading board. brain so, yeah. we're just gorillas the with the brain like we're gorillas with the vocabulary that's all we are yep yeah. i have five boys so i've okay, watched so you know them. so you know yeah. Yeah. yeah i've watched them some start to read at four some are 11 and fighting me to get through that page right but we have an opportunity to make them want to continue to learn and, and explore. Honestly, you don't even have to decide what you want to do because if you kept your kids at home and did fun things with them and read them and, and allowed them to get like really excited about stuff and life and going outside with you and going for those walks or playing in the yard or the trees or whatever it is you guys want to do, um, you won't ruin them. And that actually is the first step in educating a kid is not making them hate learning um and then when they get older to where the things matter like the numbers and the letters that's the key to that's the key to education just yeah. don't just don't ruin your kid yeah just so you got some time just, just don't you ruin did. them yeah you just coined a great term leslie <laughs> hashtag do not ruin your child don't ruin your kids <laughs> yeah that's funny that's good i'm reminded of when you talk about that stuff um being exposed in in in, in high school to uh, you know, drugs and, and, and promiscuity and alcohol and things like that, that, uh, would just run rampant in high school and it was just super available and, um, you know, not, you know, 
maybe not allowing your kids to experience all that is probably a good thing, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. You know, you know I tell my kids, this isn't a John Hughes movie. You don't go home with the girl at the end and everything's all cleaned up and nice. Like yeah. there's fallout and it's not just toilet paper and trees, right? We got to yeah. pick the stuff up and deal with it. Um, so in the eighties and nineties, that kind of like debauchery was, I don't know, on brand. Yeah. I guess for, for culture. Now it's kind of like, ooh, look what kids are doing gross, but also let's watch their TikTok. So we're kind of yeah, sending yeah, TikTok like and, uh, it's a Snapchat. Yeah, go yeah ahead. conflicting <laughs> messages here. Um, you you can choose to not participate in a whole bunch of that until yeah. you have to. That yeah, that's okay too. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So what are we missing anything, Gumbo? I just want to sit with Lindsay for a while. I just let her talk to me about homeschooling because I'm deathly afraid of school and my children getting older. <laughs> that will never, so the getting older thing will never go away. I, it freaks me out. I have so many ra- razors in my bathroom right now because all my boys have beards. Like they're getting to that age. So and, you pluck their little hairs that are growing? Oh, you no, they're shave just, them up. they're shaped. I mean, I've got one with a full beard. Um, I mean, 18 is 18 and I've got a couple that have got the little mustaches going and they all have their own razors and I'm freaking out. Like this is, I don't know when this happened. Uh, but the homeschool thing helps you just, you know, sometimes you just go for drives and I say, I'm going to look at the road and you can look out the window and I'm going to tell you some stuff. And it's going to make you super uncomfortable. But then when we're done, we will have talked about it. And then if you have questions, you can ask me or you can ask your dad, but I'm not going to like be the mom that doesn't tell you kind of what's going on. And, yeah. and that works for us. And just like homeschooling, you'll find the thing that works for you, but you got to put the work in and you got to kind of deal with the uncomfortable. That's, that's really good. I've never had that conversation with my parents. They have, they have three grandkids by me. And I think they think I'm still like waiting. <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for the birds and the bees talk, yeah. but it never yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's such a good thing. And you know, I, that's that is important that whole that whole conversation and it's funny how gumbo you're afraid of your kids growing up and i'm ready to push them out of the house yeah you know what i mean like we are on opposite ends of the spectrum i'm like yeah, get, so, so get out well we're, we're around I'm the same age yeah we're around the same age except you got started you got married at 20 i didn't get married until 35 you know i didn't have kids yeah. until 37 you had kids whenever you were what 20 man i don't know dude he says a lot then. of that's a lot of math yeah but, uh, says the guy just did math for us well yeah but i had a calculator i'm not doing this in my head I don't know. <laughs> it's like i you know so what am i 43 my oldest is 19 do the math on that what is that 24 okay is that right so yeah that's when i started that's when i started having kids so so yeah. so you said and you it didn't six- hurt a bit you know what i mean it was so <laughs> it was easy it's the easiest thing i ever did you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> all three so you, of them so so Lindsay, you have six kids right yeah five boys and a girl yeah so who's the youngest uh, my baby boy. He's seven. Okay. He's still okay. my baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're going to, you got, you guys going to have more kids or. I would love to. Um, we had all of our children C-section, which the doctor said you can't do, but I did. So yeah. <laughs> great thing well, you, about babies. They have to come out. So yeah. they well, you kind of make your own rules, no. you know, you make your own rules. <laughs> I'm homeschooling them doctor and you're taking it out this way. I was a C-section baby. Yeah. yeah my, after- my mom, my mom, blamed, that's how, so they did, they didn't know if I was a boy or a girl until I was born. Right. But once, once she went in for C-section, she's like, Oh, it's a boy. No, no, no little girl would do this to her mom. 
so yeah. well five boys at my house so yeah five of them put me put me quite through i would honestly like to maybe someday if we do foster care or something the kids get a little older all the house i love kids but um taking the ones i have now and making sure they can get to whatever weird world this is seems like a big enough job for now yeah it's too this bad is a weird down the street because you could be our, our teacher just let you home <laughs> my kids and then did you not hear me? I don't teach my kids, sir. Oh, excuse me. Not to homeschool your children. You can homeschool my children as well. I can, will consult yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this adventure that we're on. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to homeschool our two kids uh, now. Um, you know, starting out a little bit late, but I think we're, we're, we're really um, excited. In fact, my, my 16, almost 17-year-old daughter, she's... Um, she has put a goal in place to finish her junior year in six months instead of nine. Nice. So that she can start, a, she can get a job after, after she finishes. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of an interesting thing. So she's going to be going after that. And she's so driven. She's so driven. She studies. She, she's, she's like, it's, she's nothing like me, like just brilliant, you know? And uh, so we're really excited about, about that. And the boy, we just kind of, he's 10. You know what I mean? We hope that he gets most of it. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It'll be fun because you'll watch as they get older. Even the unmotivated ones will get to a point where they're like, they it clicks and they go, the only thing holding me back at this point is myself, right? Yeah. And yeah. most people are like forty when they figure that out. Yeah, yeah. They that, can that, do that, like that in high school. This yeah. is amazing. It's not like, oh, what the rest of the class is doing or what the school budget is doing or what my teacher says. It's like I want to do this thing. Um, how can I get there? What can I do? And like I said, get out of the kid's way. You will be so amazed. It's yeah. the so, best so part. I, think, I think it's great. You said that because I think I had such a bad experience in school, like kindergarten into elementary into high school. It put a lot of fear in me and it, I think it held me back. I mean, there was a lot of other, other reasons, but that was one of them, but it wasn't until I grew up and was doing my own thing and kind of fell in love with some other stuff and, which is why I did well later, right, in, in college or in a school setting or something like that. So I think, like, I can totally see that, like, if if you're homeschooling your children and they have that freedom to explore the things that they're mostly interested in while they're doing the things that they have to do to get by, they wouldn't have a fear like that, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't know, that just, that's, that sounds beautiful. It is. And you know, so you, you're going to have your hurts coming into this, right? We all do when we parent or in a marriage, we have our hurts that we're like, yeah, that's not a thing, but then they come up, right. They, they become a thing. Um, you can look back and go get really real about why school didn't work so well for you in a lot of ways. And you can say, okay, I know this causes confidence issues. I know this causes issues with pursuing dreams. I know this causes issues with you know, just self-esteem. And it sounds kind of like all gooey stuff, but it's real. It's true. It is real. Right. Yeah, it's real. And, yeah. and you can look back and go, okay, this didn't work for me, but there's no such thing as like a, a lesson wasted unless I waste it. And you can go, okay, with these little guys, we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to have them be always looking over their shoulder, trying to figure out if they're good enough to be in this or that. You just, you just set from the start. Hey guys, this is your, this is your 
your show and you got to be the parent. But when they start learning the things that they're good at or that they love, or, you know, like God says, Hey, your kid's going to do this. Sometimes it's not something you read in a curriculum or a test you take, or your kid telling you, it's just like you said, Holy spirit's like this kid, like it or not, he's going to be like in law or politics or going to help people in health or some something that's scary for if you. If I have a kid that goes into politics, I'll just disown him. Well, <laughs> I will. I have one that's looking I'm, at put a put a stamp on it. That's happening. If I one of know. my kids decides to run for office, they're done. Cut but, off. But, but what if he's like a DeSantis though? You know, he's, if you're going to be a politician, be that. Be like that. You got to be the guy. <laughs> Have your kid be the guy behind the guy because that's really the guy. Of, of course, I'm joking, but not really. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you may find out you have no choice in the deal. This is, you know, the kids are just on loan anyway, right? You're so, right. You're right. They are. And they homeschooling's are a great yeah. way to go. Hey, um, this is the kid he's been giving to me. I got to figure out how to how to push him out into the world so that he can do his thing too. And I think I think you'll you'll get it. You just remember your your hurts and your hangups, and just push through those for your kid. That's that's what you really need to do. Yeah. So, how close are you to your sons? I got a, I got a couple personal questions that you do not have to answer. But sure. how, how, how close are you to your sons? Your oldest. How old Super, is your oldest? Your, your oldest is how old? He's eighteen. Okay. Super close. Uh, yeah. Super close. Okay. You can ask. It's okay. Okay. So, um, I have this theory. And maybe it's just, it's because of me, right? I'm holding my breath. Yeah. So <laughs> I think boy moms have a harder time letting go than girl moms. What do you think? So unfortunately, I can't do that scientifically um, because my daughter, <laughs> it's true. My daughter is from a, a I had a 19 year old marriage experience okay. didn't go super well. Um, okay. she, I had her very young and I didn't, um, there was a co-parenting situation with her. So um, I love her obviously, but it was a different kind of challenge with okay. her. So she's um, your oldest. Yes. So okay. I can't okay. tell you like if we were, I mean, I think we were close, but I don't know, like girls are different. And she was my only girl. And she also, you know, she was, I had half custody of her. And so we were, so, so I can't tell you from a scientific perspective. Mm, Okay. So your 18 year old boy, how easy is it going to be for him to walk out the door? Um, for you, he's ready to go. Right. Cause boys are adventurous. That's just how it is. Actually, he's looking at schools and he's going because he's so close to his brothers, which is another great thing about homeschool those are his that's his team mm. you know he ride or die with those guys right oh good so he's kind of thinking yeah i can go and i can go to this college and whatever but i, I don't want to miss all these things you're shooting all my, theory. you're, my you're shooting all my theories in the, in the, in the <laughs> all my stuff all right fair enough i'll stop talking you can theorize all day yeah. long yeah, yeah yeah so let me ask you this Lindsay. have have you reached the point where one of the one of your boys has started to kind of pull away from me because they're getting older. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the funny thing is, um, you know, they all require their own level of space, right? You have the one kid that comes every night with the, here's all the TikToks I saw today and, and tells me everything. Right. And then you have the kid that's kind of real quiet and you got to check in, you got to do the work there. But with all of them, 
you watch them every day. And because they're not in the school, all those hours and they're doing their things, they're on Xbox, they're going for bike rides, they're, they're hanging out with friends, but you touch base with them, you know, over meals, or maybe like when you're talking to them while they're doing chores or asking them if they did their schoolwork, right. because there's so many touch points, you can see like the spikes or the anomalies or the things that just maybe aren't right. And so even mm. that kid that's super quiet and would never come to you, you can see like, oh, they're reading a little bit more than they used to. That's weird. You know, <laughs> something's yeah. wrong. Uh, and then you can come in as a parent and be like, hey, what's this? Is, you know, do, you, do we need to talk? How are things going? Um, I don't know that I would notice that if they weren't around. I always gave my kids a hard time when I caught them reading. <laughs> you look like a nerd. You look like a nerd. Knock it off. What are you doing all that reading for? Only nerds read. What's the matter the with kid you? that doesn't read, that's a red flag right there. <laughs> you start to see that. <laughs> I actually, my, my oldest and my oldest is way into, into reading. She, in fact, her, her English, her major is going to be English. She wants to go in that direction towards editing, writing, things like that. Um, and so she's, she really digs it. So uh, I was constantly picking on her because she was constantly reading a book and I'm like, you're such a dork. Go out and do something. Go play outside, nerd. You know. Yeah. But uh, you know, we had a pretty good. We have a pretty good relationship. Where I I think she knows. I think she knows I'm joking. I might find out in a few years that she's got some like issues because of you know things that I thought were funny weren't so funny to her. But we'll see. She'll come to you someday and tell you. That's the beauty (laughs) of it all. (laughs) So, 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 Lindsay, here's how it goes in my in in my household. So we're having dinner last night, and like I said, I got three year olds about to be four. My wife's from Germany, right? German Filipina. So I have a very diverse household. My kids were born in uh, Hawaii. My wife's from Germany, half Filipina. I'm from Louisiana. It's, you know, good mix. Good food. It's a mess. It's good, a mess. Good food in our house, hey? And it's great, yeah. But uh, but uh, here I am sitting there having dinner with the family, and they're all talking German. They're they're talking they're talking in the Deutsch, you know, and I'm like, man, my, my three-year-olds understand my wife. In German, and here I am, like, uh, hollow. They're you know? plotting. They're plotting <laughs> against you. They're plotting yeah. against you. Yeah. There's no other explanation. They're coming after you. Watch your watch your back, bro. Yeah. Watch your back. Gotta watch my six, bro. Yeah, your kids and your <laughs> and your wife are are plotting against you in, in a foreign language in a foreign that you don't understand. There's no other reason for that. No other reason whatsoever. You know, so. homeschooling. See, you're already doing it. Yeah. That's See, true. Thank, thank you for that. That's true. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing much of anything, but my, my wife's doing it. But I got to hear their foreign language plots against me last night. Though. Aww, that's adorable. <laughs> Funny. All right. So um, I think it's a good spot to wrap it up. What do you think? We good? Sure. Yeah, sure. So, um, Lindsay, why don't you go ahead and plug everything you've got going on? And I mean everything. Uh, you know, you, you talked about being a, being a, uh, in, you know, full, having a full-time business going on and, 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 and your writing and everything, just plug everything you got and then tell us where we can find you. Sure. Well, first of all, I'm on Twitter, so love it or hate it. I like it. Twitter's a sewer <laughs> and I love to play in it. I'm there. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's where That's you the mean best all water ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can shine like a diamond in there real easy. You just play <laughs> nice. Right. Um, so it's at Elnerl, my first initial last name. Um, I okay. love talking to people there. Also, uh, lindsaynerl.com is my writing portfolio. I just do a lot of branded work right now. I just like writing for brands and kind of helping them oh, cool. tell story. Like I do a lot of um, 
like profiles on, on leaders and people that just kind of want to tell their story, how they got into business. So that's kind of my favorite thing to do right now. Um, but mostly it's my been just kind of trying to get my book out there. Um, and, uh, that's homeschoolhacksbook.com. It's in, you know, Barnes and Noble on Amazon. If you do Amazon, otherwise local bookstores have it. Lots of libraries have it. Um, really just trying to like, let people know they have choices because you don't have to wait for the choice to be made for you. This is the time, right? There's no better time than right now. Right. Yeah. And, and if, you know, just paying attention to recent events, I mean, this is the time, this is the time. To, to, to get into homeschool it is the time because yeah. I mean I, I don't know yeah it's just it is right? I mean we just look around and we just see everything it, this is the time is now to get into homeschooling your kids if you're ever going to do it don't wait and if it doesn't work out and things do go back to some kind of thing that you think is normal it's not like they're gonna go your kid was gone for a year so is everybody's kid yeah So you aren't going to like have a big check mark. Um, People are just going to have to understand there's so much shuffle and yeah, it's now's the time. Take your chance. That's cool. That's really cool. Well, Lindsay, thanks for joining, joining us. Thank you. Gumbo, anything else we got to put out? Anything else we got to say? We're good. Salute to you, ma'am. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. We're going to go ahead and end the recording now. Hang out for a second.